Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mike Velarde Show. I'm excited to welcome the program, Mike Velarde. Mike, how are you? Two weeks, you're healing. Luckily, no coronavirus, but Florida continues, continues to get hammered. And, and uh, I appreciate coming on. No, 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 great. I'm, I'm willing. I got my, my good friend Pat Farrell here from New York. I mean, Pat and I went to high school back in Wood Melville back in 19, we graduated in 1978. Wow. Hey, so tell me a bit about Mike. Give us your, why you're backing Mike. Why do you like Mike? Why do I like Mike? I was backing him when I was uh, in high school when he was wrestling. Um, he's good people. He uh, has a lot of accomplishments. Um, he's the man. He definitely is. And we met how many years ago, Mike? And, Mike, you really were focusing not on your accomplishments, but to run in this campaign, you have to focus on your accomplishments because of the other candidates do not have the resume that you have. Yeah, that's right. They don't. Right. I'm the only one that has Fortune 500 experience, worked for the government for 22 years, and has his own business for nine years. So I, I cover all the bases. You got to cover all the bases. So tell me specifically why your friend is here, Mike. Well, because I need help. I mean, it's tough to run a campaign, and Pat's been good enough, thank God, to have the time and ability to come down and help me. So, so we are, you know, we're in the last month of this campaign. We need to raise money. And if anybody wants to donate, they can go to Velarde2020.com. Um, we need a massive amount of money to do uh, radio advertising, signs. We just ordered some signs. As a matter of fact, I, as soon as we get off the radio, we're going up to um, North Palm Beach to pick up more more um, cards like this to give out, you know, the Palm cards so that people know who we are. And, um, you know, it takes, it takes a lot to be successful in a congressional race. Especially during a pandemic, right, Pat? You never thought you'd be helping Mike during a pandemic try to win a race. No, but I planned on coming down in March to help him out, and uh, things didn't work out. So I had other things on my agenda and to come to Florida, and uh, here I am until uh, the primary. So, Pat, tell us what you're doing for Mike. Tell him some of the logistics. Uh, campaign I'll language. say secretary work. Um, hey, you, you know, need a secretary. You need assistance or you'll go crazy. But go ahead. You, you, need, you know, I'm organizing a lot of things for him. Um, you know, uh, he needs help, especially driving. Um, you know, um, helping him. I'm the, doing the driving. And he's on the phone all the time just talking with people. People have. He goes from 10 o'clock in the morning to 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been pretty crazy watching him uh, do his job. And, Mike, that's the thing. When you had your own business, you had a team of people. But now you have a campaign. You need to have a lot more than just a couple people. You need to have a, you need to have a tribe, don't you? Yeah, no, it's a lot of work. You need people. You need money. Um, we just hired somebody today who's going to be helping us, you know, um, somebody who's in another campaign that's going to help us get the name out there, get our name recognition out there for the next month. So you do need a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of work. 
and so Mike, and the name out there you know, is locality name, right? You have a national brand name, but to get the locality stuff, it's really hitting the voters by meeting the voters, getting television commercials, get a fundraiser, right? All that. Yeah. Yeah, we had a fundraiser on Tuesday night, um, $500 a plate. Hopefully, we'll raise $10,000 from the fundraiser. Um, but, you know, fundraisers like that, they cost you something. You know, it cost me fifty dollars just to make sure that you know everybody gets a decent meal, and and you and you hope and pray that you know you could make you know ten twenty thousand dollars from it because that's the kind of money you need so that you can do the radio advertising, TV commercials, buy the signs that are necessary to get out there, the hats, the shirts. It's truly a marketing blitz that you have to. You know, you, people have to be able to see your your name six, seven times so they recognize it on election day. Pat, what do you learn from so far seeing Mike op operate like this? Um, I've spoke with a couple of people that he has on his campaign. They're making phone calls. They're out there soliciting for him. Um, again, uh, being doing like secretarial work taking care of thank you cards, taking care of keeping notes. He tells me things, what we will need to do, and I put it in schedule. If we miss it, it's first thing in the morning. We've, you know, we need to do this, this, and this. And then he starts stacking up other things on that list. And I maintain that list for him. And we've been doing pretty good with the pad. Actually, I'm getting ready to go to my second pad since I've been here of uh, information that, you know, it's, it's, it's work and um, we're going to do this. And that's, that's the important thing. We're going to, you're going to do this and Mike update us, you know, you showed on last week after our interview that weekend, something came out with Laura Loomer that you didn't really like again with your campaign, right? Yeah, there's been a couple of things. I mean, um, I think the most recent incident at Trump 45 when she parked her van in the safe in the fire in the fire fire zone and Reba Reba's ride couldn't pick her up. I mean, it just shows that she's really not considerate of others. I mean, none of the other candidates would even think about doing that park on our car out there in front. Um, you know, there's six candidates. I mean, it just to me, she's just very self-centered. Mm -hmm. And we don't need that in the Congress person. We need somebody to help the people. And she did not show up to the debate. Update us on that too, Mike. She didn't show up to the debate, did she? No, no she didn't. She did not show up at the debate. We had another debate on uh, Craig Hawk Montgomery's network, um, his YouTube channel, and that's on Hulu and and Firestarter. Um, nope, she will not respond. Will not show up. She feels she's winning, so she doesn't have to compete, and she's the only one who refuses to join us in any any debate at all so really not fair to the people of palm beach county because they don't have the opportunity to judge her side by side with us so are you what are you seeing uh, ultimately with the numbers right now you're third still running third or you're close to second what's up with yeah, no, I'm, still, I'm still running third um you know the money um everybody just reported i mean that's the one area where i'm lacking is is bringing in then the money um you know i'm not a politician neil that's really the bottom line 
I'm a guy who knows he can make a difference because of my background, but I don't have political connections. I don't know the money people. I don't know who to call. I don't know who to reach out to, to bring in the big dollars. And I, you know, I was honestly hoping as I ran this, as people would get to know me more and more that I'd get, you know, more and more support, which has been happening. I mean, we do have people that are getting behind us and helping us, but it's not to the same degree that, um, Loomer has a professional team out there, you know, email blasting, text blasting. I mean, they're using everything possible. It's very costly. And that's why, but that's why they're, they're, they're bringing in support from all over the country. Any other news to put? What are you hearing on the ground? Do you want to kind of weigh in on this coronavirus? Well, you know, what I'm hearing with the coronavirus is this, that, there's a lot of, now I, I tested for it, as you know, and I came back negative, but I went to my own doctor. But some of these other places, CBS, Walgreens, that, that are doing these massive tests, um, that's where a lot of the positives are coming from. And there was one girl that put out a video the other day, she put it on Messenger. Her parents went on a Monday and they signed up to take the test, but they decided not to, okay? And on Tuesday, got a, they got a call that they tested positive. So they didn't even take the test. They came back with a positive test. Oh so what does that tell you? Maybe the numbers are being skewed a little bit. Because, you know, Florida is truly the swing state that's going to make the difference in this election. Yeah. I mean. So, so, so I was in an argument with good friends of mine. Not argument involving masks. I went back the way on this on this this as well, and I know that you guys are going to be truthful on this. A lot of politicians are going to say, "I'm not answering that question." Right? right. What happened with the governor in Georgia, who decided to sue city mayors for the the mandation mandate of masks? I want to hear Pat's take first. What is your thought on that? Georgia, from what I've been seeing in the news, it's a disaster. Um, nobody's working together. Um, the racial card is being thrown back and forth. And uh, it's very sad that's what's going on in those areas of Atlanta right now. People being killed for no reason. Um, the, the way the officers are being treated when they're just out there trying to do their job. Wow. Mike. How about you? Uh, the response of masks, and do you think they should be mandatory right now? They should, based on the number of cases that came out, I guess, yesterday, the biggest number ever in the United States, right? It just came out. I, I personally think that the face shields are better because they have a thick plastic that protects anything that might be airborne. I don't know how effective the mask really is. Um, but we have to do, we have to be cautious obviously because it is a it is a disease that that is or a virus that is killing people i think it's a bioweapon from china and we have to do something to stop the spread of it because i i personally have a client now who's dying from it my, my son is working in a covert hospital where you know a lot of people have died um so there has to be precautions i don't know if the masks are the best answer to it and to make it mandatory, do you think that's against our constitutional rights? It probably is. But you need to protect yourself. 
you know, and if you're protecting yourself, you're possibly protecting somebody else. True. The mask, and I think that, yeah, right. The so mask, we, right. If, it, if it's really an asshole, then find something, another piece of material or something to prevent whatever comes out of your mouth to, or from your body to protect yourself or protect others. Now, I completely agree with you guys, but there's a lot of people in this country not. And you're a Republican, Mike, and you're saying to yourself, yes, looking at constitution versus health. Are we in this state of emergency? What if the numbers double again, Mike, in the next month? Going up into the election, yeah, is August what? 18th. 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 What if the cases double in size by August 18th? Well, what that's, that's, a, that's, that's a real tough question because what's happening is we're not so, I'm not so sure a lot of the numbers we're seeing are real cases. Well, how can they get do this? What's the purpose of doing this? Well, the purpose is to make sure Trump doesn't get reelected. Well, and that, and that is honestly, well, why don't somebody, the doctors, say something about this? We are really in a divide, and it could backfire yeah. completely when the debates come. Because that's yeah. when, who wins this election, in my opinion. A debate between President Trump and Vice President Biden, whoever can really tell the country that they're going to be safe. They're the only people that that will work. That's the only people. You know what I mean? I, I do not see them allowing Biden to debate Trump. How would they get away with that? They're going to talk like, Loomer? Yeah, look, exactly. Just like what Loomer's doing. She's just the front runner and she's just not going to avoid the debates. She'll, she'll, he'll give some answer about his health. He can't, you know, he's afraid to, whatever it might be, he will not debate. He cannot win a debate. Joe Biden is a guy who graduated 76th out of 85 people in his law class, okay, bottom 15%, um, never has been that smart. I mean, he plagiarized himself through college, and he his best speeches are plagiarized speeches from RFK and um, and Neil yeah. Kinnock. Stuff. So you don't think he'll ever debate? He'll say, because of coronavirus, I can't no. debate. Yeah, because Trump will absolutely crush him. Because he was the vice president for Obama. So anything he says is going to come back. Well, why didn't you do it when you were as the vice president? You had eight years. What did you get done? I mean, he, it's not like this guy doesn't have a record. He's been in politics for 40 years. Yeah. So he's not really the right candidate for the Democratic Party. No, he's not Party. the right candidate. And he doesn't relate well to people. No. I mean, Joe Biden. Hmm? What have you heard about the polls? right now do you think that again there are well, fake polls like is it that much of a landslide right now between biden and trump or not even with all these things going right. wrong for trump i think people are afraid to say what side of the fence oh, they're, they're on really going to because it could be they could because, lose their business because of the chaos that's going on out there yeah you're afraid and if you've seen a lot of these videos that are coming out these kids that are shooting women with children, beating up on old people. I mean, it's just unreal. Who wants to comment to anybody about oh, no. politics or anything in their life? Because they might be mob rules. Yes. And, and they'll destroy you. Just like the Me Too movement, just like different things, you're accused, you're done. 
Yes. Mike, that's a good question. Your business. The truth owner. will come out. And you have Democrats as customers and clients. You don't have just Republicans. How are you going to make sure you're, that you're different than other Republicans and that you're for the people? That's what makes you different. You're not, you're not just like having Laura Loomer has probably everything that President Trump says is his campaign. You're different. Right. Yes, I'm different. Exactly. Right. I, I have issues that, that people are going to relate to and that whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you should support. I mean, right. it should be, you know, and that's, and that's really the key is, how, you know, tax-free Social Security. Who's going to argue with that? Term limits. Who's going to put up a real strong fight for, against term limits? I mean, uh, tax-exempt unemployment. I mean, these are things that they would just are the right things to do at the time to fix to fix the system and help people out. Should we send our kids back to school, Mike? Well, yeah. I mean, look, when you look at the rate of of kids that get this disease, it's minuscule. I mean, this is a disease that's mostly hitting the elderly, and 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 that's where your fatalities are at. I mean, it might be 0.04% or something, you know, people under the age of 15 that get it and die. Um, so, yeah, I would say you have to use precautions, but I think that you have to open up the schools and be careful. But um, you need to put the teachers in a bubble, have younger teachers or aides inside the classroom. You need to come up with a plan where the teacher, if especially has, you know, is 50 or older, to not be in that kind of an environment and that, but you gotta be creative and you gotta come up with something and there's ways of facilitating that as well. Well, you take temperatures as soon as they walk in the door. Very simple. Every time they go to a different class. I mean, it takes a second. Boom. Do you test all the kids every week? Every day when they come to school. No, not just that yeah. test, but meaning a regular test and once a week, like they have to. Uh, so in professional athletes they are getting tested every week. Well, if we have the, you know, testing equipment to do it, let it be. But the kids don't go back to school. That's just what our problem is. How dumb can we make America? And that's one way to do it. Stop them from going to school. Let them listen to the propaganda of what they want. We, we can't have that. That's why these college students, these professors, have drilled into these college kids like our opponent that think exactly. that, you know, they, they don't have a mind. They have the yeah. mind that the professor put in them. All right. So you know, yeah. we, can't, we can't dumb down America anymore. Great, great points. That's, that's the difference that we're seeing. Uh, even though I'm a Republican, I've watched only CNN because coronavirus is the most important news. Mike probably would agree with me that Fox needs to cover the coronavirus more. And the fact that we know what's happening, like you bring up, Mike, I'm just giving you my point as a journalist. I believe mm -hmm. as a business owner and a journalist and a brand, I believe I want to know what's going on with the coronavirus. So hopefully there's news out there that's telling us the latest updates, what's happening, our schools opening up, but have the right plan unified together, Mike. We have to do that. We can't have these differing attack opinions and we're going to go into november chaos utter chaos right you're right no you're 100 percent right about that neil i mean we need to, there needs to be protocol there has you have to be wisdom you got to be cautious about it because 
like I said, I believe it's a bioweapon from China. Yeah. It's wreaking havoc. Well, that's, that, they aren't going to bring that up because both candidates might have relationships with China. So we have to wait yeah. till the election's over till that all clears. All right. So Blardy, made a lot of money. Yeah. Blardy2020.com. Uh, uh, Blardy Books, right? For your book? What? Where can we get your book, Mike? Yeah. Um, www.mikevillardybooks.com. If anybody has a tax issue, well, we're still open for business, uh, winningtaxsolutions.com. And, of course, the website, www.villardi2020. Awesome. It was nice meeting you, Pat. Great, Mike Villardi show, guys. And I enjoyed asking these questions because I'm continuing to be the journalist. Take care, everyone. All right. Thank you. We're back to the Neil Haley show. And, oh, this segment's so much fun. And it gets so much controversy, especially when we talk about, again, uh, our good friends uh, over, uh, you know, the new team that we talked about. And, uh, and then I, I'll forget the name of it and it'll come to me in a second, but I'm excited to welcome the program again, Philip and Timothy from Peddling Dangerous Freedom. Guys, how are you? Doing good, Neil. And that is the Chaz Chicken Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> so is that available at your store? Uh, not yet. We're in the process of uh, finding a vendor to make the shirts. That way we can have it ready. Yes, you don't want to want to make one overseas where it would take six years to come back. Right. Okay. So the topics we're going to talk about, your two major guests you had again on as we come on every two weeks, and you had two awesome guests again we'll talk about. But what I want to go to first is something I might disagree with you. Um, we are seeing COVID-19 really spike everywhere. And in my opinion, masks, and this is me as a conservative, and I've had people that close to me that have gotten COVID uh, and all these different things that masks uh, any mandates of cities in Georgia to wear masks, the governor said was unconstitutional and sued them. Uh, this was on CNN tonight. And you guys completely are on board for what the governor says. And I want to hear each person's take. We'll start with you, Philip. So it Governor Kemp done a, a great job, in my opinion, with this one, um, and for a few main reasons. Uh, I actually had taken, you know, we had the, the COVID-19 expert on the show, um, and he kind of gave us a bit of a push ahead of the curve in that he was honest and told us that there was like a 99.4, I think it was, recovery rate which is something mainstream media is definitely not feeding the average American person. So there's that. Um, above and beyond that, I kind of had to re, like, reassess, reevaluate how I felt about it in that we have now had eight um, active cases spring up at uh, the company that I work for here in Chatsworth. Um, and when I say I worked literally side by side to these people every day, I mean every day. Uh, some of them are very, very sick. Some of them said they really couldn't tell that they had it. Basically, what I took away from it was that it's it's kind of up to your, your personal immune system. I think that uh, in light of the facts that we have, um, death toll is certainly not any more dangerous than that of the common ordinary flu that we get with the, you know, 300 or so strands of it that we see every year that we can only vaccinate for 
three to five strands at a time. Um, I think in light of that evidence, plus the 99% recovery rate, I think Governor Kemp done a great job. I think it was an amazing uh, act of bravery, uh, in, especially in light of all the, the liberalism that has seemed to become popular uh, as of late. Uh, my wife and I were actually having the discussion, and I told her that I was really proud of him uh, from the standpoint of it was the first thing he had done to make me proud that I voted for him in a while. Uh, so if Governor Kemp hears this, thank you, sir, for your patriotism uh, from my family to yours. We appreciate it. Now, Timothy, you agree the same, that basically that him suing like uh, Mayor Ke Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, Lance, I always want to hear that name. I'm just saying. Uh, and uh, different people that you cannot make it mandatory to wear masks everywhere in Atlanta or in other cities in Georgia. You agree with uh, Governor Kemp's choice of saying that it's, it's, it's everyone's personal choice if they wear a mask or not wear a mask. Um, I do. I, I honestly believe it's everyone's personal choice because the, the facts are just not there. I understand that everyone needs to be healthy, but, at the company that I work for, there were eight, there were 40 cases. We were in the local news, 40 cases of positive COVID-19. And I literally worked shoulder to shoulder with these people 12 hours a day. And not one single person that I talked to, keep in mind these age ranges go from um, late teens, 18, 19, up to a lady that was 65 years old and oh. not in good health at all beforehand. And she literally fought off COVID-19 and said, hey, I just had a headache. And, I mean, I really didn't even know. I woke up and didn't think it was anything different from any other day. I just feel like we don't have the facts that we need to have um, straightforward and have that, that line of, hey, this is severely dangerous. Or, hey, we just, we just don't really know yet. It affects everybody differently. Um, and that's just – I don't believe people should be forced to do something, not in this country, not in this – uh, in this lifestyle. Well, so, but too, though, there's the masks, the, the companies that make the masks who have in as much as now printed on the side of the boxes where these things are mass produced, telling you that they don't prevent the spread of COVID-19. Exactly. Yep. So why are we forced then to wear them? I think it, it reduces it, but ultimately we're running into a lot of uh, political spin. The biggest political sure. spin is going back to school. Once President Trump, and I think that, again, someone needs to advise him to stop this because all he did was bring us back further in areas like Pennsylvania, areas of the country where governors that aren't backing President Trump are, or you know, other leaders in the state that don't back President Trump because teacher unions back these people, they chose to do the whole process of turning back the clocks to being shut down again. And that's not good for the economy. So when President Trump said everyone needs to go back to school, he has to make better choices of his words because all it did in the last two weeks is turn us back to shut down in many places. And many people are losing their livelihoods. So the, the point I would say for him, if he's trying to be a true conservative, and I want your take on this, I agree with, you know, that we don't know what's happening with this virus. We're forcing things. But the reason why we're seeing such craziness again is the teachers unions back the Democratic Party. 
And if the teachers unions don't want to put themselves in danger and their members in danger by teaching in the fall, they're going to create a narrative to turn things back, whoever can control, based on cases, based on whatever, to the point that we're back to the same place we were in March. So President Trump, when he makes these edicts, all it does is hurt him. Okay, Philip, your take on that. So I think you you hit the nail directly on the head when you said that we're dealing with a lot of political spin. So this is obviously public enemy number one, in my opinion, right now, um, in that the president is going to, to do what an entire team of advisors tell him is the best move to make. Obviously, you know, he, he retains the right to make the decision he wants to make. But in the tradition of all American presidents, he's going to make the decision that probably makes the most amount of people happy. Uh, however, um, when you run into the liberal um, and democratic narrative uh, that so many, especially in the bigger cities, uh, where these cities are controlled by Democrats, it, it wouldn't matter if he came out and said, hey guys, I found a cure to world hunger and cancer. They would tell you it was a bad thing. Um, as far as setting us back, I, I don't think he did. I think the best thing that we can do collectively as a country is to forget about this mess, move on, go back to work. You got to stop and think too though, Neil, we made it through Ebola, which had like a 51% kill rate. If you catch, or if you caught that virus, you, you had like a 49% chance of living, uh, which is way more lethal than what we deal with with COVID-19. The difference was, is it was kind of downplayed because we had a democratic president in office. Whoops, don't look now. So for me, there are bigger things at play here. Uh, we tried Russia collusion. That was a lie. We tried, uh, what was the, the, the Mueller report? All lies. Then we, we went so far as to use um, impeachment as a political tool against those who are on the opposing side. I think it's a slippery slope that we're on here. I think that at the end of the day, we need to remember that we are Americans first before our political parties and affiliations. And I think we need to, we need to remember that um, what American means is, is the first, the very first thing it means is to be free. We, we don't draw breath that isn't free over here. And in the last four months or so, Neil, I feel like we've pretty much handed back most of the freedoms and quote unquote rights we had to our government. And we've done so willingly. All right, Timothy, your thoughts of my thought that President Trump sometimes, especially at this point, created a narrative by him speaking out about this that's caused the teachers unions to tell governors and leaders in that in states, you know, local municipalities to 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 limit the ability and create the social distancing mess so that they can't go back to teach because the unions don't want to put their members in danger. You know, in the in the spirit of peddling some dangerous freedom here, I want to go ahead and throw it out. How about how about we take a different take on it? Um, yeah, Trump he says some things that come across a little harshly to people, and that's we've come to terms with that. He he wasn't bred a politician. He he's been bred the boss. Yeah, and 
how about just like any other job, if you don't want to go to work and you don't want to do your job, you don't have a job. Okay. Well, if you don't want to go to school and teach our future generations what they need to be taught, but you want to get paid, how about you don't make as much of a salary? And uh, the, most of that salary goes out to our internet companies and our computer companies to donate computers and internet to kids that way they can be taught at home. Or maybe it's time to step out and let new generations of teachers step in. Wow. Okay, that's another great point. All right. Wow. Now, let's go from that topic, COVID out. It seems like every time we come into COVID, and our latest guests, let's go ahead, Philip. Uh, you know, um, we had Andrew, and we also had a, someone from Breitbart. So kind of tell us the last two guests you've had on the show. Or I'll okay. go have you do Andrew, Philip, and Timothy will do the Breitbart. So, uh, Andrew was super, super conservative. He was super pro-Trump. He was one of those people that the conversation really could have rocked on uh, literally for hours longer. Uh, he, first, let, let me say that he was super gracious in that um, we asked him how long he had to hang out and chop it up with us. He's like, if you guys want to talk all night, we'll talk all night. If you guys want to talk 10 minutes, we'll do 10 minutes. So this, this gentleman was extremely gracious. Um, I feel like um, his politics certainly on board with ours. Uh, I think he might have differed a bit from Tim in that uh, he was definitely pro-Christian, as am I. Uh, I'm pro-spiritual. I don't know that Tim sold on the idea <laughs> of it. Um, so it, it was kind of interesting to hear the two of them interact. Uh, especially when it came to matters of, of like biblical uh, prophecy or biblical profession, things of this nature, that that made for some really interesting conversations. But you know, I gotta say, we've got a track record now for bringing people who really have their facts in order. I mean, even the stuff that I might or might not have thought he was spot on with he. He had his facts in order. You could certainly see how he had arrived at that conclusion or that opinion. All right. So well, that was great with the, your opinion on Andrew. Now let's bright part. Timothy uh, talks about bright, your bright, the latest guest, which again, you guys are just excited about the bigger, bigger guests each and week. Every week it gets better and better. The guests here on peddling dangerous freedom. Everyone needs to check it out. It's available in many different places. Uh, and make sure you go to one stop uh, on Facebook, but all those different things and just Google search peddling dangerous freedom, but go ahead and tell us about that guest. I'll be honest. Um, I, I've not seen a lot from Breitbart. In fact, Philip was super excited for the whole thing. Oh, man. And I was talking to him about it and I was like, well, I mean, maybe I need to look into this guy um, because a lot of my views, I try not to let, social media sway them. So I try to stay out of that whole mess of it. I read things. I actually try to find uh, real evidence. Uh, but then he's like, do you know who Joel Breitbart is? Do you know what Breitbart is? You Pollock. need to Joel check. Uh, uh, Joe Pollock. Uh, Joe Pollock. I'm sorry. Uh, do you know what Breitbart is? This is, this is the, this is like the pinnacle. These people just, he, he pulled up his phone and he was like, look, they were interviewing or uh, covering a live show with President Trump an hour ago. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. And then whenever I got on and we started interviewing the guy, uh, he had his kid sitting beside him, a uh, little kid learning how to uh, type on a typewriter. And it was 
starting them out right. Buddy. Yeah, it, it was amazing to see how this person is so far ahead and doing so many awesome things that me and Philip, you know, strive to in the, sure. the, the journalism and the thing that we want to get into. But seeing him on such an unprofessional level, it was actually shocking. I really enjoyed it. Kind of reminds you that people are still human outside of the genre they may be in. It, yeah, it I, I kind of feel like maybe I'm still a little starstruck just talking about it. For sure, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of rambling a little bit. <laughs> okay, but that's why they have to go ahead and go ahead and listen to the uh, interviews. They're available on many different places. They And you guys' best place would be uh, One Stop, right, on Facebook, correct? Yeah, it'd be yeah. Facebook.com slash One Stop Cast, and it'll pull you right up to us. Uh, are we looking for another show too, guys? Especially Peddling Dangerous Freedoms, one of your shows. Is there another podcast in the works? Um, we're there is. About We've couple. been talking about it. And the podcasts that are in the works are a little less political, less serious, and more of um, for sure, uh, a little more on the fun side and hobbies and the conspiracy theories and the things that that we like to get into. Well, and that just keeps you busier for another show for sure. Everyone needs to check that out. And guys, I appreciate you stopping by every other week to kind of update the last two guests and how amazing they are. And we'll see you in two weeks again to hear the next ones. And who knows? As I said before, once you guys from become just not just podcasters, but radio show hosts, you got to remember that you're radio show hosts. And we just keep looking at other syndication opportunities. One that I'm really excited about is TalkShoe uh, because of how they are categorizing things and they really are tracking downloads. All the different things are doing great stuff. I'm always looking out for you guys. And we got picked up on two. I have to do a promo tomorrow, by the way. Uh, we got picked up on two other stations in North Carolina. So when you guys come on as a guest, you'll be on uh, those shows. And I'm working yes. on Memphis. So, But I'm trying to get one of my, uh, I guess, agents slash producer slash involved in wrestling to make another push for syndication because oh. ultimately at the end of the day, everyone needs to know who the Neil Haley show is the total media network. And the only way is to go ahead and check us out. And I appreciate you guys coming by. Neil, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we're looking forward to becoming full on radio hosts as well. Uh, this man, we owe so much of this to you. I mean, we put a lot of hard work in it, but like Neil, you put so much hard work into it. And I don't know that we can ever thank you enough. It's uh, so satisfying to hear him come on and peddle some dangerous freedom himself. Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> I love trying it. To become this journalist. We come on now, guys. I don't know if a lot of the people that come on uh, my show that are uh, from the left and, and acting and different things like that tomorrow, the crazy day I have, uh, start out the day. Eric Roberts comes on my show tomorrow. I'm recording Eric Roberts tomorrow. Wow. I'm interviewing uh, Suzanne Summers and then finishing up as I'm trying to, my brain starting to uh, figure out who the other guest uh, is that day. And oh, oh, and I'm Tommy Davidson's joining us tomorrow. So pretty, pretty all star lineup. But again, it's wow. always an all star lineup here on the Total Media Network's Neil Haley Show, and you guys are part of that lineup. So you're on that same show, and you know, it just guys, everyone's got to check it out and check out all those different things. So if you're listening in the car and the radio, and you're saying, oh, I want to watch, I want to listen to these interviews. The only way they, you can do is go to One Stop on Facebook. Go ahead and friend uh, Timothy Morrison. He's, he's open to friends. Philip, eh, he's a little bit different than Tim. 
but that's you guys check all those different things out and appreciate you guys coming by thank you neil neil thank right. you all right take care all right you're listening yeah. to neil haley's show and we'll be back in just a moment we're back to neil haley's show in the author's corner segment and I had such a delightful interview with her last time, this guest, and we learned specifically enough about how she is possibly, in my opinion, with some of the sayings she says, she reminds me of Louise Hay. And she's constantly, and that's her goal, striving to really bring people to a balance in life, to really believe in themselves. So I'm excited to welcome the program author, Shara Murphy unshakable power how are you Shar? and you have some big news for me hi neil yes i do i do we are an international bestseller now yeah all right Yay. Yeah. yes so excited it's really exciting um especially during these times that we're in right now i think for um for so many people to be getting their hands on this book because it just brings you to a place of peace, really, within yourself. And um, and it helps you really to deal not only with your own emotions, but with the emotions of other people and kind of to understand, um, you know, on a larger level, what we are learning from this book to, uh, to do ourselves. And once we each do that, work inside ourselves then it grows and it's like a ripple effect and it just keeps going getting bigger and bigger and people are learning and people are coming to center and being grounded within themselves so it's a beautiful thing it really is i'm excited yeah it's it's something that uh you know when you reach something this level and they know so many people love your work it just feels so good doesn't it oh it is, it, it's, it's really, it's very, very fulfilling for me because it's been a lifetime goal and it just took me a little roundabout way uh, <laughs> to get here. But, uh, you know, as I always say, I'm grateful for all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But it got me to a place where I, I could actually really be able to help just enlighten so many other people and really to their own power, uh, their own strength within. And uh, and that's really what it's all about for me. And as long as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm happy. Yes, I'm just thrilled. Yeah, I mean, it's something, the happiness, the situation that occurs and the, the belief system that you truly have done this. And what's next? I mean, you have a best-selling book. You want to bring this message of having unshakable power to others, right? Oh, yes. We are, gosh, there's so many things going on. um, And with everybody doing virtual uh, seminars or, um, you know, podcasts, whatever um, they're doing to get their messages across, we are... um, we're doing it all too, um, but we are coming from a different angle, more of a a healing within type of place, not so much of a um, what can I say, like a 
Well, we're teaching, but we're teaching people how to heal themselves, really, on the inside. Um, and that comes from that that going within that I talk about so much. But it's, we're, we're getting sort of away from the exterior, mm, the things that are going on, not concentrating so much on all of that stuff exterior to ourselves. We... We know it's there, it's going on, we're dealing with it the best we can. And so we're what our focus is about is bringing joy, more joy into people's lives and more healing and abundance and and love, really, um, and peace within is really where it starts. So that's, that's what we're doing. Um, we've got, of course, I have more books in the works always. Um, but I thought three in one year is pretty, pretty, um, pretty much. So I'm, I'm going to really concentrate on the, um, the virtual, the virtual stuff right now. And we're probably going to have a live show. Um, a girlfriend of mine that is a, um, a renowned filmmaker and, uh, I, both of us are authors and as well. So, we're going to be doing a uh, a virtual show in uh, maybe even a live show if we can if we can get there sometime somewhere. We're going to be doing some really exciting um, virtual retreats and going places that are really fun and exciting and just talking about stuff uh, everyday stuff like just fun stuff and. And not not you know getting away from all the serious, really really serious talk, and just getting within ourselves and and sharing um, some fun along with some teaching and some healing stuff. And it's going to be really it's it's really powerful, some powerful things. And um, I hope everybody is for sure going to get the book. And we'll start following uh, following the the process of self healing through uh, your heart and your mind and the balance of those two together, where it can bring you to a place of of peace, of inner peace, and listening to your um your intuition or your higher self, I like to call it, um, and, and listening to those whispers that you hear. And those whispers, you know, your your higher self is not going to scream at you. It's just going to be like a tiny little whisper in your ear. And when you hear that, that's what you need to pay attention to. And always listen to your 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 own intuition, your own self and go with that. And the more you can learn to do that, the stronger inside that you will become in your core. Yes, definitely. And that is just a, it's just a tremendous feeling. Uh, anything else going on, sharp projects you have coming up? You, you talked about, you know, how you just want to transform people, but ex- update us on some of the new things coming up. Okay, well, we are, 
um, like I said, we're, we're doing some virtual things. I have a really large seminar um, or summit, I guess is what it's really called, very large with some very famous people. And I'm really honored and humbled to be a part of that. And that will be on the 23rd of this month. Um, and uh, going into the end of July, uh, we'll just be launching our show. Um, and just being out there, um, spreading the message and that's really basically it. Yeah. And that's the, uh, thing we have to continue to bring out there, Char. And, uh, what about advice for people that are really struggling right now with COVID-19 They, they you know, they might've lost a job. What advice would you give them? Yes, that's really a, a big one right now. And I know there's also a lot of people that are retiring early. And um, chances are that that people are really wondering where their next meal might even come from. And I would say that the biggest thing is to try to learn as much as you can about what you are personally passionate about and again do that by getting in touch with your higher self and spending time uh, trying to be more at peace within you instead of just going into that fight or flight mode where you're in panic and anxiety and depression over everything if you can just get still within yourself to be in touch with you then you can start to find those answers that that are they're in there you will find the answers within they are not outside you they are within you already and they're just waiting for you to be still and listen to that voice that tells you and will lead you and guide you into a place of much more peace and let you be more confident and know what's next and be able to, to go there. Yeah. And, uh, it's just something that, that people just, once they feel that power that you feel, you change your mindset even when hard things are happening you know there's better things to come and you have to really tell yourself to eliminate those negative things from you sure right out of your brain eliminate them from your mindset exactly and that's a big thing we talk about or i talk about in unshakable power is how to deal with these emotions when they come up one by one how you deal with them how you react and how you respond are two different things. So we, I teach um, that there's this emotional overload that we get when we get in these fight or flight situations. And when that happens, what, what do we do? We 
We have to believe in ourselves enough to know that we do have the answers and then go within, get them, and learn how to deal with your emotions. Learn how to deal with your emotions on a soul level so that you can learn what they have to teach you when they come up. Let's say it's fear or it's anger or whatever it might be, there's a reason for it coming up in you at that particular time. So when you ask, when you recognize it, you have to become like really self-aware and that's where the, the, the going to center and just being still and quiet, I call that being centered and grounded and you can do it many different ways. Everybody has their own way of doing it, but then you realize, okay, I'm feeling this anger. And you actually like kind of have a little conversation with the anger because those emotions either can make you or break you. And if you learn how to communicate with your emotions, like uh, what are you trying to tell me? Why is this anger or this fear coming up in me right now? And usually the answer will just be right there. And it's amazing how it works. Once you identify with that emotion and get what it's trying to tell you, like, okay, it's time to, you know, recognize this fear, take a deep breath. Okay. Now, go to center and calm it down and say thank you I appreciate you coming up in me right now to teach me what this lesson whatever it was and then releasing it to the light to be healed or back to earth back to mother earth release it just release it thank it with love and light send it back for healing and it's amazing how calm you will feel after just practicing that, but it does take becoming, yes. you know, nail that place of self awareness, that that place within, um, where you become aware of these feelings, come up with these emotions. Well, people need, and then deal with them. Yeah, they need yeah. to learn from you. So, where can they purchase your book and learn more about you? Where's the best place they can go? Oh, great question! Thanks for asking that. Um, we are on uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, online and we are also on Amazon and you can get a hardback uh, you can get the paperback and you can also get a Kindle copy um, which is popular um, but a lot of people want the book itself because I'm being told that it's a it's a like a reference becoming like a reference guide for people to just put beside their bed literally keep beside their bed and when they have something come up they got a trigger it's like fear or all of a sudden it's anxiety whatever it is they they go oh what did she say about that and then they go to the book and use it as a reference manual it's really amazing powerful tool um i'm just so thrilled that it's helping so many people (laughs) just it's a it's wonderful mail it's really wonderful thank you 
Hey, well, I appreciate you coming on. Always welcome to come on again and uh, tell us more of the great news you, you have, Char. And now I have to say I, the best-selling author. I wanted to say I'm excited to welcome the program. Best-selling author, Char Murphy. Well, now that's in your title. So we make sure every time we have you back on, we say best-selling author. So congrats for that. Yeah. And, and keep Thank you. And keep plugging away, okay? Thank you, Neil. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. You listen to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment.